Did I miss any, Ed, announcements, things happening? I think we're good. Okay. Amen. One step closer to Jesus. One step closer to Jesus. It's been on my heart. It's really been on my heart and mind for, for months and months, but just this week, stirring, praying, going, Lord, help us. We want to grow. We want you to draw us one step closer. Last week, we talked about some reasons, and I want to kind of sum, go over these quickly again. Why would we want to grow closer to Jesus? We, we read in John chapter 6 that Jesus was talking to his disciples, and a whole bunch of his disciples got up and left. And he talked about the hard things, and Jesus looked at his disciples and said, are you going to leave too? He says, Lord, only you have the words of eternal life. Remember that in John chapter 6. It said that, that they, and, and they said, and we know that you are the Christ. So part of the issue of us growing closer to Jesus is that we really have to know who God is, who Jesus is. It's got to step up if he's only a good teacher, if he's only a philosopher, if he's only the head of an institution, there's really no reason to get much closer to him. But if Jesus is the Christ, if he is God, then we should be drawing closer to him. He has the words of eternal life. He also has the words of life for us on a daily basis. He brings us encouragement and hope and peace when there is no encouragement from the world, there is no peace. Why should we grow closer to Jesus? He is the king. Psalm 47 says he's the king over all the earth. I want to be close to the king. I want to be close to the one who created this all, who's in control, who has the universe in his hand. He's supreme. In John 14, he says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And some of you came to Christ later in life, tried to find your own way, tried to find a lot of other ways, and, and, and you've come to him in, in later days, and you said, you know what? He is the way. He is the only truth. And there's a lot of, a lot of lies that are propagated. In fact, it's, it's hard to even know what story to believe on the news, which side. There's, there's a bent. There's a leaning. There's so much. Jesus is the way and the truth, and he's the life. And as we grow closer to him, we're infused with that life. We're infused with his truth. We need to continually draw closer to him. Talked about his peace. John 14, 27, just a little bit after that, I am the way, he says, my peace I give to you. It's not as the world gives. It's that peace, as Philippians says, that, that passes understanding. It doesn't make any sense. When the world is crumbling and really all the situation says it's all bad, the Lord comes over us and gives you peace. As you draw closer to Him, that peace becomes more prevalent. You know, I, I, I love to read the Facebook quotes. Not always. Sometimes I hate them. But some of you post what, what's happening and you, you know, I can see the hand of God or I can see the peace of God. You know, sometimes situations are still bad, but I, 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 in conversations or even just in a Facebook post and see that they're walking in the peace of God. So important. As we draw closer, I believe that peace 
Jess picks up. I was having a conversation um, this week with, with Robert. I don't think he'll mind that I share it. But, you know, he's been walking with the Lord a long, long, long time. But he said in recent years, you know, when he first started walking with the Lord, there was times that he was just trying to be good. And it was what he calls uh, sin management. Just trying, to, just trying to manage his sin better, you know. Just do a good job and keep it at bay. And, and there was a lot of, you know, at times that, that desire to, to sin. And it was just managing it. But he, as he's walked with the Lord longer, he says, he's just taken it away. I see the depth of his love, and he's got a deeper relationship. As you draw closer to Christ, I want to encourage you, because you might be in here today going, walking with Jesus is so hard. Saying no to sin is so hard. As you draw close to him, or or really as you allow him to draw close to you, as I said, that's what he does. He says he will draw men to himself. And as you just allow that, get rid of the hindrances that are blocking you from drawing closer. Talked about that last week, so you got to get the tape. They're only nine ninety nine. As you're being drawn closer to Christ, you get closer, and and your perspective changes, and your relationship goes from a performance to a, a relationship and a love. And it's not that you can't sin. So some of us, some of us, where we start walking with the Lord, and you might have been there going, "Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that." It changes from I can't do that to why in the world would I want to? And what a beautiful change. Don't give up before you get there. I mean, it it does take a while sometimes where you just spend time. But the reason it takes, I think, longer is because we're, we're, we're being hindered from drawing close to him in an intimate way. And that's not something that you always hear about in church intimacy with the father this week i've spent a lot of time just sitting in his presence and and i find i go back to old worship music when i want to be alone with with him not the hymns but i go back to for me what's old the um terry mccallman i love terry mccallman it's just really mellow and just great worship it's from from the 80s or late 70s and it's probably 80s and, and another guy, um, Scott Brenner, and, and he's got beautiful worship. In fact, I encourage you to find his stuff or I'll let you listen. He just draws you in to just sitting in God's presence and, and soaking in maybe through the words of the song. And sometimes I'll turn off songs that have any words at all and I'll just use music. And there's a website, it's called soaking.net, and it just plays music. To, so that way you're not distracted by the words. And you just sit in his presence. Just meditate. I think we used to be like almost afraid of that word meditate because it had that Eastern mysticism idea. You know, we saw someone sitting cross, cross-legged with their fingers like this. And you know what? But meditating is it's Hebrew. It's a God thing. Sitting and just waiting on God mulling over something that he shared with you or showed you or a passage and drawing intimately with him. As, and I, as you will do that, you will just find yourself being drawn to him and things around you beginning to slip away. But there, there, I want to encourage and warn you at the same time, as you do that, you're going to say, oh, I got to go do the dishes. Oh, I got to, I got to, I got to. Things begin to come up. You know, why is it so hard to spend time with God? 
Because the enemy doesn't want you to do it. (laughs) And one of the things we're living in today is such a fast-paced world. When was the last time? Now, some of you, no problem. But to others, when was the last time you left your home without this? Some of you are laughing, going, I can't do it. Some of you got in your car, drove down the street, and says, I forgot my phone. And you went back home, even though you were only going to the grocery store. And you know it's true. We live in such this this fast-paced world. You think that if you don't check your status update or check your email, your voicemail, or whatever else, life is going to end. It's something that we're buying into. But it's not your fault. You're just doing what, what really the enemy wants us to do is get way too busy. How many of you send a text or an email, and if you don't get a response within three to five minutes, you're like, what's going on? And so you might text him again. Did you get my text? And I think, I didn't get the last one. Slow the train down. Turn off the phone. Sit in the presence of God. Now, I will, I'll, I'll encourage this. Get a piece of paper. That's this is paper. And a pen. No thumbs. Keep it real close to you. And as you're praying and waiting on God, if something, there's a couple things that might come up. One, he might give you a scripture. Write it down. Might give you a word. Write it down. More likely than that, at the beginning, you're going to say, got to do the dishes. Do dishes. (laughs) Done. Oh, I can't forget. Write it down and then forget because you didn't forget. Don't think about it. Get rid of it so that you can just spend some time with him. He wants you to spend time with him. Men, it's a harder thing for us in general to just sit and spend time with God. I mean, it's, it is harder. We want to do something. Get to a brain-dead place where you can just, you know, often when I'm, I'm in, I have to pace, and that helps me to focus. And, you know, I'll just, if I, I'll just pace so that I don't get distracted by the things maybe on my desk or somewhere else, and I'm moving. But my mind at that point really is ready to receive from the Lord. If you have to do so, you do whatever you can so that you're really not consumed mentally. Because we want to allow God to draw us closer to Him. We want to draw closer. It's Psalm 16, 8 through 11. It said, I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You've made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. That's that rest that God wants to give you. Having a, not, not being able to rest, having a trouble sleeping, too worried, spend time in his presence. Draw closer to him. Let God's rest overwhelm you. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest.
We want to draw closer to him. We want him, we want to get rid of the things that are hindering us from him drawing us closer, which is an amazing thing. God actually wants to know you better. Now, he knows all about you, but he wants to spend time with you. You know, when he created man in, in the Garden of Eden, put him in the Garden of Eden, and the Bible says that God came and he walked in the garden in the cool of the day. Wouldn't it be wonderful to just walk with God in the cool of the day and really converse with him and know that he truly is on your side and by your side. Get rid of these other worries and these things that hinder you. Desires to have that relationship with us. What we need to, what I want to talk about this morning is that that intimacy of that's where it all starts. What I've been vexing with all week. Lord, where do we start? I know that he's drawing us closer. But where do we start? And I, the, the, the word of God is such a powerful foundation. And it's ridiculously important to know the word. Because you're going to learn about God's character. You'll learn his passion is desire for you by reading the word but God didn't start relationship through his word with his people he started relationship by having relationship with them he walked with Adam in the cool of the day we read in the Bible about the relationship that Abraham had with God Abraham didn't have the Bible to encourage him on how to have relationship David, the writer of the Psalms, lived it, and then he wrote it. We need to live it. We need to live in relationship and passion with God, get to know Him personally and intimately. The Word's going to help that. The, the Bible is, is going to help that along the way. So I'm not saying forget about the Bible and just have an emotional relationship. That's not what I'm saying at all. But we're going to start in, let's go beyond our head, and spend some time with Almighty God and get to know Him. The Word will help that. Sit down and read the Psalms as you do it. That's a great thing. But some of us have to get to the point that we actually believe that God likes us and wants to spend time with us. He wants you to rise up and spend a little bit of time before you rush out into the day. It's not about having to. Just like you don't have to spend time with your spouse, but it's important that you do. Make that an important part of your day. Find what works for you to not just do your devotions. Reading the Bible is important. I, I, I have different things I do on different days, and you know I'm reading a little Old Testament, a little New Testament, and sometimes I'll go through where I'll do a psalm each day and a proverb each day, and I, I, I do different things, but that's not necessarily all there is to devotions. That's really important. It's a big part of it. But, and not just praying for people either. God bless Jason as he's doing his trip. And God bless the pastor and my neighbor. And thank God that my neighbor's dog stopped barking last night. That was a true one. 
Um, that's important too. But just talk to God. What's going on in your heart? How you're feeling? And then listen. Without looking around the room, who has somebody in their life who talks and hardly ever lets you say anything? You know, again, don't look. Nobody look. But you can raise your hand. That's okay. Right? Then there are just times just like, you know, we don't have a relationship here. You're just always telling me things. You know, God wants to talk to you too. Give him some opportunity. Slow down long enough. I, I think I shared it with you. One of the, one of the times that I really believe I heard the audible voice of God was praying and crying out, God, I need to hear from you. And I was in a, in a frenzied of prayer, praying, I just want to hear your voice and was praying for things. And I actually heard, and I, I thought it was in the room, shut up. And I, I, it really got me. And I thought, does God, I go back and say, does God say shut up? He'll say what he needs to say to get your attention. He speaks Spanish, he speaks, speaks a lot of languages, right? And then he said, how can I speak to you if you won't be quiet? The, the shut up part was the one I actually thought was audible. The rest was like in here. I was talking so much, I couldn't hear his voice in here. He had to get a little bit bigger with me. Can we see? We don't say that in my house. We don't say shut up. So I probably shouldn't say here, but shut up. <laughs> Just quiet down. Let him speak. Mm. Shannon just went to a to a conference. I think this this part fits in here. And one of the speakers said, "When I when she prays for people, she says that she goes, I'm kind of like the waitress. But you give me your order, and I'll take it to the chef." But the chef might have a different idea for what you should eat. You ever been to a fancy restaurant that the chef does that? I haven't either. But I've heard about them. <laughs> One of you should take me to a restaurant like that so I can experience where, where it doesn't matter what you order. The chef just kind of says, oh, no, I want to give you this. I've heard about them. That'd be kind of fun. And that's the one, that's the picture I got when she was telling a story is, you know, you go to the restaurant, this isn't Denny's, you know, just get, order whatever you want, and they're going to bring it out just exactly like it looks on cardboard. Um, <laughs> this is an amazing restaurant where you go, ooh, this sounds really good, and the waitress goes and says, hey, that's what they think they want, and the chef goes, ha ha, no, I'm going to give them something. So you bring your request to God, and you say, God, I got all these things, but you got to listen to him because he might say, I know that's in your heart. But let me tell you my plan for you. I know that you want to see them healed right now, but let me tell you the plan that I have for them. But you've got to quiet your heart a little bit more. And listen, look for those things that God is trying to speak to us. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to pull us away on this path. We talked about them. I want to hit them a little bit more. I want to start at the back of the list where I did from, from, from last week is the devil. He does not want you to spend time with God. He doesn't want you to read your Bible. He doesn't want you to pray. 
He does, definitely doesn't want to get, let you get quiet before him. I mean, I, I don't know if all the thoughts that I have when I try to quiet myself down come from me or not. I, I can't imagine I have that many thoughts. I think the devil is just trying to get me off track. It's like he can make things sparkle even in a room so you get lost and you look at the cobweb on the wall. See, that cobweb's been there for six months. You haven't noticed it until you sit down and try to pray. I'm sorry. That just doesn't seem natural to me. It's like there's a little demonic light on that cobweb that gets us unfocused. I take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Satan, you have no place in this place. You cannot speak to my mind. I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. Lord, wash over my mind. Help me to focus. Help me to hear your voice. I want to hear you today. Lord Jesus, do what you have to do to quiet it. That's the best time for worship without words. Music without words. Because again, get the words on there and the words are going to tell you how to pray and how to think. Oh, I should be praying for the lost. Oh, I should be repenting of my sin. Just go with this. Quiet it down. But sometimes music helps. It fills in a little bit of background. The enemy is out to distract us. He knows what will happen to you if you draw closer to Jesus. Now, we'll pick on Jane. Jane gets out into nature. And she hears from God when she's out in nature. I do too. I lo- because there's just less distractions. John does his daily walk. He walks through the, the woods. In fact, there are probably a number of you. There's something about getting out into nature and connecting with God. Quieting down. It's wonderful. Find out what you need to do to get this under control. Push the enemy back. Get rid of the thoughts and spend some time with Almighty God. You know, as as it's giving the list of people in, in the Bible and how long they lived, at the beginning, you know, it gives Adam and Seth and all the all the lineage. It says that Enoch walked with God. And he was no more because God took him away. He was the first raptured person in the Bible. I don't even know what it looked like. The Bible says that God took him away. It didn't say he breathed his last. It didn't say he fell asleep. It didn't use any of the words that it ever uses for somebody when they die. It says that he walked with God, pleased God, and God took him away. What kind of a relationship did he have with God, that God said, I got to have you up here. I think he walked with God. It's that Brother Lawrence practicing the presence of God. Everything was about God is right there with us. We've got to push back so much in order to realize that God is right here with us. But what a journey it's going to be. And what rewards there will be for us as we get rid of the things that so easily entangle us. As we overcome the fears 
This moves into the things in the self, the thoughts, the worries, the fears, the, the junk that, that overwhelms us as God brings us through to healing and we begin to recognize the, the attacks of the enemy and the attacks of our mind and, and take it seriously and take every thought captive. You know, positive confession isn't all bad. You know, we, we give it a bad rap, you know, just name it and claim it. You know, let's, let's quote the word of God about our situation. Let's quote the word of God about us. Overcome them and not be brought down, but speak God's word in its truth and entirety. And uh, the things that hold us back are going to begin to lift off because we're going to understand who we are in Christ more, that he has a plan for us. Get rid of those. The battlefield of the mind, as Joyce Meyer says. Stinking thinking. Recognize the devil. There's a lot of ourself that gets involved. We've really got to recognize that. I don't think we should look for demons behind every tree, though they are probably there. They normally don't even have to do anything. What does the Bible say about anger? Don't be angry. Don't say that, that God has caused me to sin, for God can't, right? He says, but everyone is, sins when they are drawn away and enticed by themselves, by their own thinking. The, the, the enemy's involved, but our own thoughts are going to get us off the path really quick. So the devil, ourself, and then, and this is one that's probably, I don't know if it's the hardest or not, but it, it becomes really difficult, others. There's people in, th- in your life that are holding you back from serving Christ and from following Him. And it's really important to pray and recognize what they're doing, how they're doing it, and pray for wisdom, God. What do you want me to do in this situation? They should influence you. You might have to break the influence somehow. It might just be a confrontation. Listen, if they're a friend, you might just be able to say, listen, please don't ask me to go out to the bar anymore. Please, please don't ask me to watch this. You might not have to leave and break the friendship, but you might have to stand up and tell them, I want to follow close." And when you ask me to do these things or when you tell me these jokes or when you do this, it hinders me. Some of you might have somebody in your life that you'll have to break a friendship with. Are you willing to do it to draw closer to Jesus? Don't be afraid that that God doesn't have something better for you in the process. The Bible says that bless those who've given up homes and family for my sake, for in the kingdom of God they'll be rewarded. There's reward coming. God wants to pull you away and to himself. Who's influencing your life in a negative way? God, show me. If it's your spouse, don't divorce them. Don't kick them out. But figure some things out. You might have to figure some things out because it's sometimes your spouse that's, that's hindering you. So you got to, Lord, I need a lot of wisdom here. That's when you go to others, get wisdom from godly men and women. Maybe you've been there. I'm not going to give a, a, a general statement of this is what you're supposed to do, except I don't believe you're supposed to get divorced. So you say, Lord, I need to know how to live my life so that, one, I can be a witness to my spouse, but also that they don't hinder me. And I don't mean they don't hinder you from going to church. I mean they're hindering you from actually growing closer to Jesus. 
You know, there's some people who can't go to church because of if they do, they'll, they'll be persecuted. They'll lose their life, yet they're still growing closer to Jesus. Grow closer to him. Who is it? God, show us. Help us to be aware of these three things. The enemy, our, our thoughts, our sel- ourselves, and the others in our life. Because God's drawing us to a new place. Very powerful word this morning. God's going to do something new. And it's going to be more powerful than the old to where we don't compare it anymore. I hear it a lot. Oh, the old days. Oh, wasn't that great move of God? He wants to do a new work today, but he's going to do it with sold out people. People who've walked away from the world and are walking towards Christ who've stepped over the line and says, no, I'm, I'm all his, I'm all in, I'm not just in a club, but I'm going to let Jesus have his way with me. Father, this morning, I just so desire that myself and each person in this room would draw closer to you. Father, they'd get to know you in a new and fresh way, in a deeper and more intimate way. God, there's a lot of things that are hindering us from this motion, from this place. I pray that you'd help us to recognize it. Help us to recognize that we are living in a spiritual realm and the enemy doesn't want us to draw closer to you. Even today, even tomorrow morning, things are going to come up against us, Lord. Help us to immediately recognize the attack of the enemy. Give us the strength, boldness, wisdom to maybe call somebody and say, you've got to pray with me right now. I'm not doing well, and I know that the Lord wants to draw me closer to him, but I think the enemy's really attacking. Help me to recognize it. Pray with me. God, our minds need to be washed with the water of the Word of God. Help us to recognize the things that are causing our bad thought processes. Bring healing there. Help us to recognize it and take take captive every thought and make it obedience to your Word. Father, I would pray that you would Bind us together with other believers in deep community, Lord. Help us to recognize that there might be some relationships in our lives that are holding us back. Give us wisdom. Give us an anointing to talk to that person or whatever it is that you would show us to not let them hinder us any longer. Lord, I believe that in many cases it's just going to be a matter of us standing up and saying, I don't want to do those things. I don't want to think those things. I don't want to watch those things any longer. And that the power of their influence over us will be broken the moment we do that. God, help to open up our heart and our mind to see believers in a new way so that we might pursue relationship and community and live beyond ourselves. Start entering into deeper relationship with people who will 
encourage and help us to draw closer to you. Father, we do each day want to draw one step closer. We thank you that you want to know us intimately and personally. And we're going to start there, getting to know you afresh. Watch over us, keep us safe, and keep us in your will as we leave from here. God, bless our time as we celebrate up at Cedar Lake today and fellowship and just have a, a meal together. We thank you for the opportunity and the love and family and friendship in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Directions are out there.